Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hi there. Have you ever started something and then a little later found yourself saying, I wish I'd never started this? I'm sure that this is familiar to a lot of us. I want to tell you about an instance where the job started looked far too big to complete and the tools I had were just not up to the task uncovered. I'm Andy, and many of you who are familiar with listening to the Beacons or have kept in contact with the Coach House Church through the various media platforms we operate will know that we've been using this current time to renovate and improve the church building and grounds. In the main, this has been done by myself and my trusty sidekick, worship leader and creative maestro, Jamie. The other day a job was started that we knew was coming, but we knew nothing of what to expect from it. It involved a cooker extractor, a chimney and a lot of soot and rubble. It was one of those jobs where some way through both Jamie and I looked at each other through soot blackened faces and said, I wish we'd never started this. The truth is, we both knew that we had to complete the task because we knew the problem existed. We knew that there was an incomplete job. We couldn't just leave it. The problem, however, was that for a while at least the issue had not been seen. It was well hidden from view, out of sight and out of mind, you might say. Let me explain. When the cooker extractor had been fitted, it just hadn't been done properly. There'd been a chimney stack to vent into, so for a time, the unfinished job had not been seen to be troublesome or even unfinished. It worked, so that was just the end of it. Now, we've all done this. We've all taken the easy route. We've all taken shortcuts. It's not what we should have done, but no one will notice, right? It's okay until it all goes wrong. The decision had been taken at some point not to put the proper extraction pipe onto the hood, and maybe venting into the chimney stack was okay at the time. Until that was, the chimney was removed. Yes, folks, another issue meant that at a later stage the chimney was taken away and with it the means by which the extractor below it was working. The original shortcut was about to create a bigger, messier job. Not only was the chimney removed, but rubble from this fell down the stack and now sat on top of the unprotected extractor hood. This meant that whenever we went to use the extractor, Rather than removing smells from the kitchen, instead it deposited brick dust and soot into your pan of soup. Croutons and black pepper, yes. Soot and brick dust, no thank you. So the decision was taken, in this instance to finish what someone else had started. So some time later, we finished clearing the rubble from the chimney stack. We went out and obtained a bigger drill to put a core hole through from the outside. We fitted the extraction pipe that should have been done in the first place. And then we put it all back together. Now to anyone looking into the kitchen, nothing really looked so it changed. The cooker looks the same. The outside of the extractor looks the same. But now it operates as it should. It now does the job for which it was made. It took a lot of effort some moving of dirt and rubble, some reworking and refitting, but it all now works. So how is this applicable to us? 
Well, for one thing, I've noticed that when we ask God to do something, he finishes what he starts. Or well and good, we say, until we realise that he doesn't take any shortcuts either. God is making us perfect. It's what we were intended to be. It's what we were made to be. But our desire to hold control and dictate our own destinies can make the job a lot more painful, a lot longer than intended, and a whole lot dirtier. I'm also conscious that we are the ones that like to take the shortcuts, almost to try and help God out, although I strongly suspect it's so we can keep hold of some of the things we didn't expect God to start tackling in the first place. In his book, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis writes, Those who put themselves in God's hands will become perfect, as he is perfect. Perfect in love, wisdom, joy, beauty and immortality. But being made perfect is an issue to us. We have a hidden problem and its name is sin. We cannot deal with it, no matter how hard we try, but God can. This is all well and good, but when we let the work begin, it tends to uncover a lot of stuff we might prefer to have kept buried. We cannot ask God just to deal with the surface things, the things other people might see, and not expect him to tackle the root of the problem, which is usually well hidden from everyone, including, we assume, from God. We buy into the lie that we are in control and that we can cope with stuff as long as some of the other things are surrendered and taken away. C.S. Lewis explains it like this, and I'm sure we can all agree. As a child, he suffered with toothache. Now, he could go to his mother for some painkillers to allow him to sleep, but he did not, because he knew that although his mother would provide some pain relief, she would also do something else. Booking into the dentist the next day, where the deeper issue would be dealt with, painfully. C.S. Lewis also writes as if Jesus was saying this to us, whatever suffering it may cost you in your earthly life, whatever it costs me, I will never rest, nor let you rest, until you are literally perfect, until my Father can say without reservation that he is well pleased with you, as he said he was well pleased with me. This I can and I will do, but I will not do anything less. You see, it's all fine and well with us until the final bit. If we ask Jesus to change us, he will, but he will not do a half job. He must finish what he started. C.S. Lewis takes his cue from the Bible. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, the Apostle Paul writes, And I am certain that he who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished. Did you get that last bit? It's his work, not ours. This calls for surrender and trust, and that's where it can get a bit messy, a bit dirty, and a bit painful. But seeing the job completed is worth it. Now Paul, if you know anything from the Bible, was once known as Saul, and his reputation for persecuting the believers in Jesus was legendary. And yet here he is, telling believers in the church he helped to establish that God is able to do a good work within them. How can Paul say this? How can C.S. Lewis say it? How can I say it along with millions of others? Well, it's because we've experienced it. 
when we see the change in Paul's life, when I look back and see changes in my life, it should give us confidence that the work is underway. Is it finished? No. Will the work, will the work be finished? Yes. Is there any shortcuts that God will take with me when I surrender to his loving care? Absolutely not. It may be painful for us to see the job being completed, but it cost Jesus his life. The ability to see the bigger picture is always an advantage. And even if we don't have the full, full view, and I would argue that without being God, it's unlikely that we could, then we learn to trust the one who created us, whose intention for us was, to, for, was for us to be perfect. He was able to finish his work. We like to hide things from others and even ourselves, but God knows all things and he knows how to finish the work. Nothing is hidden from him or can be hidden from him. So who are we kidding really? I hope that the time that we've been able to spend together has helped to encourage and even challenge us. There is nothing too big, nothing that cannot be forgiven, nothing that stops us coming to Jesus. God is a master builder the great creator. Surely we can trust ourselves in his hands. Ephesians 2 verse 10 is one of my favourite verses. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Jesus. A masterpiece. You and I. And he's created us anew in Jesus. Anew. Created again. An ongoing work. Finishing what we let him start. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you make a way for us to be made as we should be. Thank you that by the Holy Spirit you transform us into your likeness. Help us to be brave enough to surrender fully, trust in your love for us and rest in your grace and mercy. Finish the work, we pray, that we might bring honour and glory to your name. Amen. Coach House Beacons. The Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.